Hello and welcome to another episode of Movie Mastery, the show where we watch the podcasts. That we you, watch the podcast. We watch the podcast. What? They're over there, <laughs> grazing. See them. Don't tell them our secrets. We're going to get taken down like that Summerton YouTube guy. <laughs> if they find out, all we, we watch the podcasts and steal yeah. their secrets. If, if they find out all we do is listen to how did this get made and then repeat it verbatim, we're going to be in trouble. <laughs> well, clearly, no one who has ever listened to this show has listened to any other movie review podcast. <laughs> Every movie is bonkers. <laughs> I didn't watch it and would like to skip to the end. <laughs> we watch the movies that you tell us there to. There we go. I got a big old list of them. This is one of the ones that we have a DVD of. Someone sent it in, so it had two slots on the big old list. Yeah. So yeah. We had to watch Black Dog, which I assume we only got a DVD of that because the person who sent it in bought like seven of those $2 DVDs from Walmart and went, this looks weird. Yeah, I wish I had done that right before they got rid of those. Because nowadays, when you go to Walmart, they don't have that rack of cheap DVDs anymore. No, it's it's a dead thing now. Now it's all streaming instead. Well, yeah, DVDs have become so very like no one buys this that you're like, oh, we can only afford any space for the things we know will sell. Yeah, we know nobody's gonna buy like five kung fu classics for three dollars. Yeah, that shit's over. Like maybe that stuff's out there for remainder prices on eBay or something, but. That'd be the only place I could expect to find it. The last one of those I ever bought was, what was it called? Uh, workout with Uncle Milty. Hell yeah. It, it was a Milton Berle workout DVD. Yep. The kind of thing where you're like, that's amazing and I want to own that, but it's not like that's ever going to come up on this show or anything. No, it's, it's useless. It's just something I wanted for myself. Exactly. And of course, you know, he's like 90 in it. I don't know when he died. So if he died before he turned 90, then, you know, my apologies. <laughs> but he is 90 in it, though. He is 90 in this. <laughs> um, and, and he isn't working out. He just pops up at the beginning and the very end to very obviously hit on the workout instructor and then just be like, yeah, and everything you're doing is so important, and health is so important at every age. Okay, I'm Uncle Milty. Bye. All right. Nice cans. Bye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, we watch Black Dog. It is a Patrick Swayze trucker action movie. And I honestly remember more about workouts with Uncle Milty, which I haven't seen for at least seven years. At least. Than this movie I watched last night. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest. I watched this this morning. And was like, this isn't terrible. It has a 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I was like, that feels deserved. harsh. That's 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 harsh, although it is so boring. It, it's just that it... I don't it, even feel like it's particularly boring. I was like, this... Honestly, watching it, I was like, I feel like this should have been bigger. Because this seems like the kind of horse shit that people would eat up. I suppose. I mean, I just... To me, it was all, it was all stock characters... And it felt it felt like an episode of a TV show. Like the budget, I mean, sure they smash a lot of trucks in this. Like a lot of, uh, there's a lot of semi old semis that are destroyed as part of stunt work in this. Oh yeah, I mean this is generally hailed as like one of the few last practical effect car movies. Yeah, because they really moved on to like, ah, uh, we just do stuff on green screen and whatnot. Yeah, but you know what? You still, those movies still exist and they're better now because that's what fucking Fury Road was—a full yeah. practical effect car movie. And and this, meanwhile, is like it fucking Patrick Swayze looking not great uh, right near the end. Nope. About 10 years from about the 10 end. 10 years from the end. Right near the end. Right he, near he, it. Took, well, he started his end. It's right near the start of the slide. <laughs> and um, just uh, of uh, the bad guy fucking quoting the Bible constantly. It was such a boring thing. It felt like an episode of a TV show is what it was to me. I mean, for me, it more felt 
like they had a lot of ideas of what they wanted to do, but the execution was so generic, and yeah. that's where I feel like you're getting that TV show thing yes. is. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, this just feels like we had to churn some shit out. Yeah. Like if the if the truck crashes were like several thousand dollars less expensive, ah. this would just be any like the pilot of a TV show about a hard life trucker man. Yeah. This is what this would be. It'd be like, oh, he's escaping from a bad guy and he has to use his knowledge of trucking to truck harder. And oh, they're setting up that there's an FBI man on his truck, and you're just like, okay, yeah, I, I get it. This is definitely some show called Convoy 1998. Uh-huh. Um, it, it just it feels like that. Yeah, it doesn't rise to the level where I feel like this deserved to be in theaters for some reason. Yeah, outside and, of truck crash. I mean, we're definitely not the target audience, which is again why I thought it would be better received among the target audience. That mostly being like, oh, we slathered this which is with as much country as we possibly could yeah this is like a toby keith album in that it's just we went out of our way to find country that is undeserved and throw it in here yeah yeah uh it's it definitely has that it's got randy travis is the second person in uh that's like the co-star is that is that who that okay Uh uh-huh that's that's fine i was wondering who that dude was country singer randy travis that's why they make fun of him like oh you should never be a singer oh god yeah you shouldn't try and shoot three uh free throws shack i mean (laughs) steal Ah. such a lame premise Uh. this movie just bummed me out (laughs) ha i I didn't have a bad time watching this. Like, my spoiler-free review of this is, it is fine. Like, I have seen so many bad fucking movies on this that I was like, this rates as a fairly low-end but very standard action film. Yeah, I think the difference here is that you're you're much more comfortable just watching a low-end bad action movie, where I like it when our movies are so bad that at least I'm getting an experience. Ah. That's like, to me, a good bad... Watching a baby ghost is like ordering a round of Jepson's Malort for the table. And <laughs> and this is like ordering a round of Bud Light for the table. As in, everyone's just gonna be like, why did you do that? Oh, that's... Why? I don't want that. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna drink it now, because it's oh, here. All right, I but guess. But I'm, I'm, I'm gonna forget about this, except for the fact that you made me do this. Everything else is gonna slide away like tears in the rain. Black Dog is like icing somebody. And yeah. that you're like... Oh, hey, and this isn't that bad, but I'm going to act really angry about it, but it didn't matter. Yeah, yeah. So that's, to me, the the, the worse the movie is, the more at least I'm like, man, this is fine. This is okay. What am I eating? I'm, I'm taking the world's spiciest chip challenge right now, except it's actually me watching Roller Gator. <laughs> uh, yeah, but instead you've got, I don't know. A fairly mediocre oatmeal cookie. Yeah. You're yeah. like, oh, well, I guess. And nowadays, we're, with the way my diet works, I'm like, I, the cookie had better be the best fucking cookie in the world or I'm not touching it. Because <laughs> why take, why risk going blind over that shit? <laughs> uh, so, there you go. Spoiler-free review is meh. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Yeah. For me. Yeah, for you. Well, my spoiler-free review is you could probably just look out your window for two hours and get, have more interesting things happen. That's not true. I'm not going to see Patrick Swayze and Meatloaf out there. <laughs> and if I did, I would be very concerned. <laughs> You've entered the land of the dead. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, all right. We are going to play a little music. Come right back and have the full in-depth spoiler review for 1998's Black Dog. Hey, hey, Mama said the way you move Gonna make you sweat, gonna make you groove 
and it is time to talk about Black Dog. Yeah, yeah, it sure is. Here the we old go. Black Dog. That old Black Dog. Old Black Dog won't hunt. <laughs> old Black Dog gonna get you. Notably, this movie contains both the trucker legend of the Black Dog and also just some Black Dog. Yeah. And yet, neither one of them is integral to the plot or really has anything to do with it. No, it's wild to me that they really sort of like they take a couple parts of this movie to go like yeah there's a legend about a black dog and it'll fuck your shit up and oh black dog it's it's a symbol of death and you're like okay does that does it mean anything and you're like no nah, i don't really no no i mean it's gonna have a point where we establish what ba- swayze's backstory is and that that's part of it and then move on from there because he's just a generic dad on the edge action trucker it's um, also i gotta say having patrick swayze's character jack cruz which terrible name yeah just gonna put that out i, I fucking did not like this no jack cruz is very much the like oh you're you have two seconds to come up with an action hero go and, and like, oh, he uh, drives jack a truck. cruz and he drives a truck so you got to put some car shit in there uh jack turn signal try again jack <laughs> diesel it's obviously jack it's got to be jack jack diesel's too porny one more try <laughs> Jack, Jack Cruz, Cruz control. No, nope. nope. oh, earlier. Oh, oh. Hold on. You got, you said it, and then you embellished. Hang on, we got this. Hold on. Jack control. Jack control. <laughs> Hell yeah, <laughs> baby. You know I got Jack control. <laughs> yeah, but he's just the like. Oh, I'm out of the. I'm out of the game. You're being forced back in, and your kid's in trouble. Oh, now they've messed with the wrong man. You'll wait until you see my crazy set of skills I have for killing. Why do you have those? Don't worry about it. That is the biggest issue I have here is this feels like every movie like this, you would think this guy would be like, oh, I was special forces for years and then I got out and then I, all I wanted was a simple life as a trucker. But then, and you're like, oh no, this dude had a simple life as a trucker. And then he's like, and I went to prison. You're like, you were there for two years Uh and it was because you committed accidental vehicular manslaughter uh-huh and then when he came out he was like i can't drive anymore which is a shame because i'm the world's greatest death driver and you're like no you're not they didn't teach you that in prison because they don't let you have semi trucks in prison generally the the fact that he gets shot at one point and then puts like gunpowder in the wound and lights it on fire to cauterize he's like i learned that in prison how when why were they just teaching that was it in like a, a, a purely a theory class where they were like the yeah. theory of what to do if you get shot and you have some gunpowder yeah like his fucking roommate was like hey just so you know if you ever get shot and you have bullets lying around that you can easily get the gunpowder of you can put it in your wound and light it on fire yeah no this isn't a prank i'm definitely not fucking with you yeah and he was like yeah that sounds serious and he's like it is i learned it from watching lethal weapon uh, well, welcome to day two of things I learned from watching action movies class. <laughs> Only taught in prisons. It's so weird that Swayze is like, spends this whole movie being an action badass, and his entire backstory is, I drove a truck for a while and then fucked up and killed someone, and now I'm having to drive a truck again. Yes, he has no reason to have the skills he has. Movie even sets up all the necessary pieces for a character that would have had those skills. Like, you've got... Two cops who don't like each other from different forces who have to who have to uh, team up to, to do their whole cop thing. Yeah, man, and, you got Rock and Ned Ryerson are teaming up to. Uh, is that, yeah, it is Tobolowski and yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but 
but I mean, ultimately, they are mo- they should be there so that one of them can tell the other one, it's Jack Cruz, world's greatest death trucker. He knows every trick there is about killing guys with trucks. Oh my god, it's Jack Cruz. Everybody, he's, lock he's up a, your he's daughters. He's a ghost. Yeah. He gets on the highway and you'll never find him. Lock up your daughters and bury your sons alive now before he gets to them and does worse. You know, that kind of shit. And instead, it's like, who is he? I don't know, some dumb fuck trucker. Yeah, they're like, oh, this guy, uh, he, uh, what do we have on him? Uh, he used to do trucking routes from Georgia. Okay, anything else? Yeah, he was in prison for a couple of years and then got out on good behavior and didn't do anything. <laughs> You're like, okay. And he was even in prison just because of an accident. Like, yeah. it's not even like a like a vehicular, an, an intentional vehicular manslaughter. Yeah, it's... He fucking fell asleep <laughs> at the wheel. He's got, he's got no bones. There's no juice to this man. Yeah, <laughs> which... It makes sense because originally this was going to be Kevin Sorbo. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense for a Sorbo joint. How does that happen? <laughs> How does that happen where you have to step to, to like, we couldn't get Kevin Sorbo. We had to go with legendary international superstar Patrick Swayze, who well, was our second choice. Apparently, Sorbo injured his shoulder and couldn't do it. And they were like, well, I guess we'll actually try then. <laughs> It's like, there's no way that that would, that's such a weird step. It is very strange. And I was like, well, you know, nice step up there. You went from Sorbo to Swayze, but this feels like a Sorbo joint. So, I mean, the problem is all of the energy and interest is drained right out of Patrick Swayze. There's just nothing. He's, he's a shell of a man in this movie. I mean, even when we first meet him and he's like, oh, he's a, like just working on big rig trucks Mm -hmm. as just a mechanic in some shop and gets bullied by not even the shop owner just one of the managers is like yeah you gotta stay late and finish this truck even though we said it was we didn't have to do it till tomorrow and he's like but i was i was gonna pick up my daughter from school that sounds nice but how about fuck you man he's like okay that's very good i am a quiet unassuming man i just want my job i just need to get through this there's even a there's a bit that makes it feel like a sorbo movie where they like he needs a reason to accept this stupid job he takes to drive a truck um and it's that they're like nine thousand dollars in debt at his house and he's like we can't go back to the big city i moved us out of uh, out of the main part of new york out here to the boonies because i'm sick of my daughter having to go to school with all those thugs and the metal detectors and i was like oh this is a kevin sorbo movie huh Uh -huh. (laughs) uh-huh No, the fact that it's like, hey, I'm going to pay you $10,000, even though you don't have a license anymore, and you just got back out of jail and you need this job, I'm going to have you drive a truck from Georgia to here. This is very clearly highly illegal, which is why I'm coming to you. So in addition to you breaking parole and driving without a license, you're obviously smuggling something. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, I I can't do that. I just want to work clean. And then finds out he might have to live in an apartment instead of a house in the suburbs and is like, well, time to go be a criminal. Yeah. I mean, he has one little line about how the daughter needs a yard. I'm like, not not that bad. No. Here's the thing. There's parks. She don't. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the apartment complex has a shared area, you know, one of those. Huh? Maybe you get a pool. (laughs) He's like, no, I have to commit random unspecified crimes because I'm... (laughs) Because of all those crimes in the inner city. You're like, dude, get off the fucking horse. When he's like, I moved us away from all that crime, so I have to go commit some crimes so we can stay away from crime. It is. But I'm different because I'm old and white. Exactly. Yeah. It it 
really when you find out that it was supposed to be Sorbo, everything clicks into place for this movie. Because <laughs> there is a lot of shit like that. Yeah. Uh, but Jack is... God, like you said, Swayze just has nothing to work with here. There's no juice for him. Yeah. Like, the character is meant to just kind of be like, oh, you're the stoic badass that things happen around. And it's why he has to have on his, you know, once he finds out that they're going to foreclose on the house. He's like, I'll take $10,000 to drive an illegal truck. Like, he has to have a whole crew of characters with him because otherwise it would be intensely boring to just be like, anyway, this guy very competently drives a truck. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to make a movie about just one trucker. You you have to do the CB radio thing, like a convoy movie, or the trucker just has to be the faceless antagonist, like uh, a duel. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. Well, that's what I was thinking when I was watching it. I was like, oh, when he, before they set up that he was going to have like three fucking dudes hanging out with him the whole time, I was like, oh, are they going to try and do like uh, a thing like Duel where you're like, oh, it's very intense. He's never able to get out of the truck. So you have this whole like intensity and claustrophobia and you're like, oh, no, of course not. They'll keep stopping and getting oh, out yeah. even when they're being pursued for no reason. Basically, this movie needed more cliches to pack in. So that means he needs to have three extra people with him. And the, the other characters in the movie will trip over their dicks and fall through plate glass windows to try and make a cliche happen, even if it makes the movie make no sense. Yes. Like, uh, so to get the idea across, his boss, played by Charles S. Dutton, uh, no, wait, Charles S. Dutton is no, rock, it's isn't Graham it? Beckel. It's Graham Beckel. Um, his boss is this dude who's like, yeah, you need to drive this truck for me from Atlanta. I'd hate for you to not do it and not have your job. You know what I'm thinking? Why don't you sleep on it and do this job? I'll pay you 10 grand. And then he finds out from his wife they're $9,000 in debt. And he's like, well, I just got offered a job to do something obviously illegal, but I'm mad about thugs, so I'm going to say yes to it. Then he does that. And then the the <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I don't want to jump too far ahead. But effectively, at a certain point, the boss is like, I think I'll go kidnap his wife and kid. I'm oh, like, no. He's already doing the thing. Both main villains in this, because the other main villain is Red, played by Meatloaf. Yeah. And both of them have fully fucking nonsensical reactions yeah. to things. Yeah, because the other one with Red is Red Red is the distri- the person who's gonna has the current shipment of guns. That's what they're smuggling in this yeah. movie. It's a big thing of guns. So he is he's holding it, and they've sent down a driver to drive the truck up there because Charles... I keep saying Charles has done. I know that's fucking rock. And my head's all twisted. Yeah. But his boss sends down him to drive it up because he doesn't trust any of Red's drivers. So Red's like, great, here's a truck. Drive it up there. And then waits for about an hour and then goes, let's go hijack that truck. I'm like, you had the truck already. Yeah. It is so weird that he's like, all right, I've got an entire shipment of illegal guns that I'm just sitting on. And then waits when till this guy comes down gives him the shipment and a whole ass like truck to haul it with and a security detail who are not in on the hijacking yeah it's like here's three extra uh, guys one dude's gonna sit in with you one dude is gonna drive a car behind you as protection and then that guy driving also has a dude in the car with him one of those guys is in on it yeah and, and he's only in on it insofar as he's an informant he does not know yeah. what's actually happening and then it is just like, all right. And after they take off, it's not like he goes, oh, I learned now what was in there. Like before. No, he knew. Yeah. he. It wasn't like, oh, I I gave him this shipment. And then he finds out like, oh, wait a minute. They're smuggling like $30 million worth of illegal guns. 
I want that. Instead, they take off and he immediately is like, okay, now let's go send our boys to go get it. I'm like, what? fucking plan is this especially because when the the uh the boss who ordered the guns in the first place the new jersey boss orders the gun yeah cutler when, when is he his cutler name. thank you when he hears tell of this he doesn't go like what i'm being betrayed by red meatloaf i can't believe this what a shock i'll send some men to deal with him he just kind of goes yeah i figured that it happened can you handle it and it's like then why would you trust him to have the shipment for even a second and why did he have the shipment for even a second without just stealing it and selling it and skipping town or whatever. And even, what is any of this happening? Even wilder than that to me is Red will attempt to hijack this shipment several more times, like yes. three more times he will try. After, like the first one is he just sets up sort of a roadblock with like a truck, truck. And he's like, oh, I'm going to wait until he stops and then we'll fucking, we'll get him. Yeah. And obviously Swayze is just like, I'm a badass. I'm going to run through this because it's a big fucking truck and that's a littler truck. So I'm just going to smash through it. Who cares? Yeah. And indeed he does. And at that point, at least I could go, all right, I understand Red trying one more time. But the next time that he tries it, he sends out three trucks, which again, I'm not sure where these are coming from because at this point swayze has been driving for hours mm -hmm. like he is no longer in like georgia yeah he's driving he's from in, georgia to jersey yeah so he's in like carolinas somewhere yeah when he this happens but like three of red's guys show up in big old trucks as well and i'm like where did you get those i know you have your own trucking company so getting a truck to, like, head them off at the pass, I guess, makes sense when they were in Georgia and just starting out. Mm -hmm. But who did you go to that was in, like, North Carolina and go, hey, hey, give me some trucks? Right. One of these trucks, there are three trucks that try and do that box maneuver where they pull in on all sides of them and, yeah. and then come to a stop. One of those is they all have they're all tractors and every one of them is also pulling a full trailer. One of those trailers is completely loaded with cars. Um, yep. And we hit a point where he wrecks all three of these, en these enemy trucks and kills all the drivers of all of them and everything all while driving. And I'm like, there's no way that, I mean, what's the average cost do you think of a fucking tractor, let alone a trailer full of cars in 1998 when, when this movie came out? Oh yes. Where you're like, I'm going to throw literal millions of dollars at this problem. Yep. Because I'm a truck-owning man, and the only way I can think is in trucks. So all of my ambushes will be truck bushes. We'll put trucks in front of him. We'll crash into him with trucks. We'll have trucks that dump motorcycles that roll over to him to hold him still until trucks can get there. I'm like, I appreciate that Meatloaf has a supervillain iconography and theme to him, but just shoot the man with a sniper rifle or something out of a car. You don't need to do everything with these million-dollar vehicles. It's wild. And... You know, the first time that they get into an altercation where Red tries to get them, you know, a car shows up with a shotgun. Yeah. And, you know, it slams into the car that is supposed to be, you know, tailing them. And I just keep thinking, like, that's your man in that car. Those are your dudes. Yeah. In a car that you sent them. Yeah. And instead of, like, having, say... Like, Red just call up on the phone, because they all have cell phones, mm -hmm. just going, 
hey, uh, you can pull off of detail. Like, before he does the ambush, and just go, hey, it's fine, we don't need you after all. Yeah, we're swapping and- you out for a different driver from the Carolinas or something. Whatever you want to do. Yeah, have the two guys that have a shotgun and are in on the ambush be like, oh, these guys are relieving you, it's okay, you can come back. Yeah. And instead of doing that, he's like, I'm just going to shoot, have these guys shoot a shotgun at this car and alert them to the fact that we are trying to take this way early. Yes. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Everything about Red's plan is insane. Like, yeah. if you knew you were going to hijack the truck, why did you give him a crew? And he doesn't know you're supposed to get a crew. He doesn't know anything. No, he's angry because he's yeah. like, oh, I'm going to drive it up. And then when he goes like, oh, Earl's going to go with you, who's played by Randy Travis. Mm-hmm. And he's like, ugh, why? I don't want like, a guy. And he's just like, yeah, well, someone's got to drive the truck back after you finish the delivery. And he's like, oh, I guess that makes sense. Anyway, also, I'm sending this car. Oh, I don't need a car. Yeah, well, it's company policy. You Security have to. Deal. If you had just said, here's a truck. Why don't you go? They're going to get it ready for you over the next hour or so. You go ahead and uh, have a seat here in my office. And in an hour, take the truck. And then just, you know, little side villain whisper. Go, yeah, uh, rig it so that it looks like it's full of gas, but it's actually empty. He'll run out of gas about a mile from here and we can shoot him with a gun, for, with bullets that come out of a gun. And, th- and then we'll have the truck. Or, or, or just shoot, shoot him, him there. now. <laughs> shoot him now and be like, oh, your driver died and we're keeping all these guns. Yeah. It's so insane. It makes no sense. Red's entire plan is insane. Are we he missing lo- something? I don't fucking, when I'm pretty sure one of the people that he loses in that, like, box in maneuver is his kid. I'm pretty sure oh, the Earl guy. No. Earl is the one who's a Randy Travis. Oh, sorry. The the one with like the the one who was like the dirty, shitty guy. Yeah. Who I believe he keeps calling Junior and I think is his fucking kid dies. And then Red's reaction to that is, huh, he never was a good driver. Guess I'm going to do it myself. I'm just like, do what yourself? You show up in a pickup truck. Yeah. This man has already shown you he can easily take out three huge fucking like Mack trucks by himself Mm -hmm. even when all of them also have guns and you're like yeah but what if i bump him a little with a fucking like ford f-150 nothing nothing will happen i mean ultimately my, my my problem is always that red thinks entirely in terms of truck where you're like i don't know spike strip the road shoot his tires out whatever just something that makes the truck stop that isn't another truck is a great solution and there are a wide variety. Wait until he runs it. out of gas. He, he sends two motorcycles at one point, and one of the guys jumps off the motorcycle into that little in-between yeah, space between space. the trailer and the the truck. Yeah. And starts unhooking the fucking, like, gas cables and whatnot. And I'm like, hey, look, useful plan. Uh-huh. You could do that. But, you know, obviously... It feels completely unnecessary to Indiana Jones your way off a motorcycle onto a moving vehicle. First of all, you definitely just wrecked a motorcycle. So that's one more piece of equipment that you threw away in pursuit of a goal that you could accomplish with the bullets that come out of a gun. You could just shoot the tires of the truck until it's got so few tires that it must stop. And yet, it's insane. I cannot understand this. The other thing that is insane is, as we mentioned... Like, while this is happening, Jack is like, oh, we're like, he, he knows that this is getting fucked with. Like he calls and Cutler's just like, Hey, what's going on? And he's like, oh, this red guy's trying to hijack my shit. He's tried twice. 
I've killed three of his men. And he's like, oh, well, you better finish the job. And then goes and kidnaps this dude's family. And I'm like, he was already doing the he job. He was remarkably dedicated, all things considered. The fact that he calls up and he's like, I have murdered three men and I am on my way. And then you think this man needs some incentive. I mean, the best I can figure with Cutler, like the the red plot makes literally zero sense. Yes. It made it, no sense at all. It's sold entirely on the idea of what if Meatloaf wore a nice church shirt and yelled about scripture. That's that's all. If you like that concept, if the idea of him yelling, yay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of the de- of death appeals to you, yeah. then you will enjoy seeing him do those things. Um, but with Cutler, it's like, I, I don't feel like he ever actually intended to pay this guy $10,000. I think he was like, yeah, we'll tell him we'll pay him $2,000. Then we'll kidnap his wife and kid and we'll we'll just kill everybody, but make it look like it's a whole kidnapping thing. We'll never give him any money. Like that at least made a little sense if you think of this guy as eviler than he is and less stupid than he is. Um, but that, again, would be a thing where I'm like, that seems like something you would do to start. You would be like, oh, I want this person to do this job because I'm not going to pay him $10,000, which is, you know, a pittance of the $30 million that I'm doing. Yeah. But I want, I'm a fucking penny pincher and I'm going to keep that 10000 Yeah. You well, would think a loose you end. would start yeah. at, we have your family drive this truck. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, he, he's going to kill him and it's not about the $10,000. It's the loose end thing. Yeah. Where he's like, this driver was a dumb bumblefuck who I managed to uh, con into doing this job. Now I kill him, so I c- he can't be traced back to me, and I- I'm going to kill his family on the balance. Done. Great. I'm a 30 millionaire, and I killed some people I didn't give a shit about. That makes sense. A little bit. Like, this guy's some sort of ruthless bad guy. Whatever. Eh. It just... The, the order of operations yeah. for everyone here is wildly out of sync. Yeah. It feels like the movie was written... It, it went through a bunch of script reshoots, or, or just reshoots, and they didn't necessarily think about whether or not any of this makes sense now when they were done. Yeah. But, you know, he's driving. They, they try to hijack the truck with just a, a, a car. Now, I, I should go into his other members of his crew. At oh, this sure. Point. Let's go through the crew. So you have Earl, who is starts out in the cab with him. Randy Travis, whose whole deal is like, oh, I'm, I want to be a singer-songwriter, and I've got a little notebook, and I make notes about song lyrics I'm going to do, and wink, isn't that, wink, wink, isn't that funny? Well, sure glad that he comes with that little wink, wink to the audience, because we have no, no idea why he's here or what his backstory is. We just know about the singing thing. He's some driver for Red, yeah. which again is wild that he's not in on it. Yeah. And that I, I guess Red doesn't care if he dies or not. No. Like, why even send him? It's, <laughs> again... Order of operations, my man. Yeah. What are you doing? So we have no idea who this is. We just know he's guy number two. And he's going to end up being the good guy, even though it's quite suspicious that he might be the bad guy for the first 10 or 15 minutes of this. You've got... You've got the car detail is Sonny and Wes. So Sonny is the, a, a secret FBI man. Yep. He is a plant. He's he's the cool black guy. Uh-huh. Because each car is basically one cool like super badass and one annoying dimwit so patrick swayze gets randy travis in his car Mm -hmm. and then Sonny has wes and wes is a chuckle fuck that has to pee a lot he's a steve zahn type although i don't believe he's actually steve zahn brian vincent yes um he just plays a very steve zahn type yeah and his deal is that he's a coward chuckle fuck idiot 
who has a colostomy bag because he got shot through the gut. One well, day. had it one. Now he just has to pee a lot. He has to pee all the time. And, and, uh, which you think would make him a very bad person to put on a long haul trucker security driving detail. And yet, and also he knows this, like he explains at one point, yeah. you know, the whole, Oh, I was shot and you know, it fucked up my ability to, you know, hold anything. So I, I have to pee a lot. Anyway, every time we stop this truck, which oddly enough is constantly, uh huh. even though we know we are being pursued by a dude who wants to murder us with trucks, they just constantly are like, we should stop by the side of the road and talk about things yeah. because there are four of us and we need to talk about things. Yeah. But they keep stopping at like gas stations and then he'll come back in with a giant fucking soda and a bunch of snacks. And you're like, dude. You know you can't hold your liquids. What are you doing? Still got to stay hydrated. <laughs> got to I mean, stay hydrated. Ult- ultimately, I can't be mad at this guy for having been gut shot and needing to pee constantly, but he is in the wrong line of work. And also, I saw you have a giant cup. You piss in that fucking cup. Yeah, you road bomb. <laughs> in fact, there's a part where he throws a, a bottle out of the car, but it's an empty bottle. He just throws it against a no littering sign to establish that he's kind of an asshole. Yeah. And Sonny is like, hey, wh- what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, they know they're running guns, but they don't know that that Red's going to try and hijack the shipment. Yeah. So when he's like, what are you doing? That you, you want us to get hauled over for a felony? And Wes is like, dude, we're clearly already committing a felony. We're following a truck full of guns. We're the security detail. And Sonny goes, I don't know what you're talking about. I am driving a car. Yeah. I'm driving a car. I'm not hauling anything. Yeah. <laughs> I am a Fremen on the land. <laughs> Do the sovereign citizens also think they're Fremen, like from Dune? Is that a thing? Is that... <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. clearly. <laughs> The water is life, and therefore you cannot arrest me. <laughs> the water is life, and that is a maritime flag. <laughs> I don't respect the joinder of an ocean flag because I've never seen one. The only blues I know are my eyes from the spice melange. Therefore, you must acquit. Also, I gotta say, Pat- Patrick Swayze's wife in this is Brenda Strong, who is fully just ingrained in my head as a mom mm-hmm. in the 90s. And as soon as she showed up, I was like, God, you are like the platonic ideal of a 90s mom in a movie. Like, this is the perfect casting for this. I When I saw that casting, I knew you're absolutely right. Um, the only person who could be better would be that E.T. mom who's in, <laughs> uh, who's in five million things as the mom. Yeah. Um, but what I, when I first saw the casting, because it was in the uh, style, it had the name, um, I was like, holy shit. I guess Macaulay Culkin's actor wife is a lot older than I thought she was. Uh, and then I reminded that that's Brenda's song and this is Brenda Strong. Indeed. There's 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 some extra letters in there. there that, that was other on, letters. That's on me. <laughs> now, we have mentioned uh, that Sonny is a secret FBI agent. Uh-huh. Which will amount we should, to nothing. We should also say this will continue to cut back to a joint task force between the FBI and ATF, which the movie sort of begins with a car chase where the ATF absolutely fucks everything up Uh for the FBI. And Charles S. Dutton is the FBI agent. And uh, Stephen Toblowski, you know, Ned Ryerson from Groundhog Day, which is the only thing I will ever know him as, even though I've seen him in a million things, he will always be Ned Ryerson. (laughs) That's fair. I just think of him as Tobo. Like I I like the man by himself. uh, He is playing the ATF agent. And so Dutton's whole deal is, you know, he's your standard. I need that acid. God damn it. You fucked me over. And, you know, Steven is playing the, well, I'm going to use a bunch of like 
the same psychology Psychi- text psychology shit. jargon. So all he ever says I'm is I'm starting thing- to I'm trying to start a dialogue with you. I'm detecting a lot of masculine and hostility right now. Yeah. There it is again. There's that hostility. That's just that stuff. <laughs> yes. Which I liked a lot because it felt less like he was mostly because of the way Tobo's playing it. It feels less like he's actually the pissant psychi- uh, psychology obsessed bad cop to, or like shitty cop to Charles S. Dutton's good cop and more like he's using it to rile him up. Yeah. Because he's so sarcastic every time. He's just like, hmm, I'm detecting a lot of masculinity issues. Are you having some trouble with that? Would you like to talk? And you're like, that is that, <laughs> you're that is clearly doing this on purpose. That is, that is a wind up. That is all that is. <laughs> and it, except it isn't. It's supposed to be that he's actually like yes. that because there's a point where he breaks and gets mad and, you know, Dutton gets to go there. Doesn't that feel better? Yeah. When he's like, oh, you do not get to fuck this shit up for me, you pissant. And he's like, there you go. Now there you're as mad buddy. as I am. Yeah. There. Now you're acting like a man. Now we're both the kind of cops that people want to see. Real weird, angry ones. <laughs> That's what people want. They want to think about the people who are in charge being absolutely furious at all times. So if you want to know what the actual point of the cops in this movie is, nothing. They have nothing to do with anything until the very end of the movie when they're Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the... Like, Sonny is a plant in this, but all he is there to do, essentially, is he, like, checks in once. Yeah, he gets caught on his phone, which is the closest thing he does to contributing to the plot. And, of course, being caught on the phone is he is part of the who's the one telling Red where we are, because Red keeps finding them to ambush them, and they're like, oh, someone is giving information to Red, and so... Rather than being, like, fingered as a plant from the FBI, they're like, oh, you're the one giving up our info. And he's like, no, I was calling my mom. Because he's good at it. He's like, he has a perfect cover story because he's FBI. Yeah. He's like, my mom is dying of cancer. She's in this specific hospital. She has this specific nurse. Here's the phone. You can call if you want, but you better make it quick because she doesn't have a lot of energy because she's dying. Yeah. And, like, fucking Gabriel Gabriel Cassius is the one who plays Sonny. And he is probably my favorite person in this. Uh Uh-huh. He's the only one that I was like, oh, man, I like what you're doing. I like your story. You've got good chemistry with the other people on here. I love that. And then he gets shot and dies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because, fuck you. He's the only good guy that does, too. Yeah. So that's a bummer. His FBI plot ends there. We never get a connection between him and the other cops in this. He dies before he ever has a chance to check in with them in a spot where we can see that happening. So he never really contributes any FBI stuff other than, I'm with the FBI, and I know you're delivering this stuff to rescue your wife and kids, but it's guns, and you're going to get a lot more people killed. And then that causes Patrick Swayze to basically go like, I know, you're right. I'm going to do a cool thing at the end instead. (laughs) And uh, Wes... The the little shitty guy in the, the car type. is the one who is actually giving the information to Red, and fucking nothing bad happens to him. Like he gets off scot free. He gets beat up pretty good at one point, but yeah, he does get off. He doesn't really get off scot free. He gets picked up by the by the cops at one point, who are just apparently driving all over the place. Well, because they they, they, they they have a tracker on the truck that Swayze is driving because. Yeah. Uh, Sonny puts it there. Yeah. I'm just saying that most of the time they spend in this movie, they spend standing in a command center, like some cop office somewhere, having conversations around a big table. Yeah. But when it's time for shitty little Steve Zahn type to get arrested, 
in the middle of fucking nowhere when they stop at some gas station somewhere. It's those the ATF agent and the FBI agent that show up to get him. Well, yes, because like, they think that it's that truck. Oh, I know. Because Swayze takes the tracker and is like, all right, Wes, I'm only going to let you leave if you hitch a ride out of here because we're not going to take you back. And then he's like, yeah, I'm specifically doing that so I can put the tracker yeah, he on your truck. He gives them a chance. He's like, look, this is what I'm going to go do. I'm going to I'm going to finish this drive. I got another three or four hours to get into New Jersey. Um, at this point, you already know what's happening. You know who's chasing us and you know what's waiting for us. You can come with me or not. And Randy Travis is like, I guess I'm going with you because I have no character or backstory, so I'm not needed anywhere else. I got nothing better to do. All yeah. right. I'm in here for the whole movie, baby. Hell yeah, they paid for the whole Randy Travis. So what's uh, what's your motivation to go with me and not just cash out at this point? There's no money or anything at the end of this. Yeah, you're I, not getting anything. Your boss has already attempted to murder you, and the guns we're giving over is attempting to murder my family, so you know they're not going to pay you. Yeah. Like, what do you think you're getting out of this? Yeah, you should just leave, and he's like, I'm nope, a good guy. I'm a good man. But Wes is like, I'm out, and everyone's looking at him like the dumbest coward in the world, and I'm like, you don't want him on your team anyway. No. Just, just leave. It. But yeah, they use it as a, they knew he was going to leave and they moved the tracker to his, the truck he goes into. Yeah. And so that's why, you know, fucking Dutton and Toblowski show up is because they're like, oh, wait a minute. Now the truck is going back down to Georgia. Maybe he already dropped off the shipment. Fuck, we've got to move right now. So yeah. they all show up because they think they're going to get the actual driver and all of the shit. But again, they're still like two or three hours out of New Jersey. So I have no idea how the fuck they got there so fast. I mean, they, they, they do show they have a, t a helicopter. Have a there's a helicopter in that like traffic stop all that right. they do. There you go. I guess they helicoptered their way over there. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it's just fucking incident after incident. We have a, uh, we have the scene where they, they catch, uh, Sonny on the phone. He goes through the whole routine about how it was, mo how it was his mom. And they're like, well, wait a minute. That means the only person left that we haven't accused of it yet is Wes. And then they catch him on a phone in a bathroom and, you know, he's pleading for his life and then he pulls a gun and they're all fighting. There is a dog that we haven't even mentioned yet. Oh, yeah. There's Tiny. A, there is a dog named Tiny in the back of this truck. We don't know why. We don't have any idea why because, like, he opens up the the cab, or not the cab, the trailer of this truck and... A big black dog is there and it barks at him. And yeah, you're like, big... oh, look, the titular black dog. Yeah, it's like a big pit bull mix or something. And, and the no one there seems to know why or how that dog is there. And yeah. no one also seems to give a shit. Randy Travis it, Earl, I guess, at least knows of the dog. Yeah, so he's Red like, oh, knows. He's like, oh, that's tiny as well. That's tiny. He's part of it. You, you're just delivering him too, I guess. He's not anyone's dog. He's just there. He's just in the back of the truck. And I was like, in the like in the tra in the trailer, and I'm just going. You don't have food for this dog. You don't have water for this dog, and you are doing ridiculous stunt nonsense with your fucking truck with this dog in the in the back. What the f why why is this dog here? And the dog I thought for sure was going to be fucking Chekhov's dog. We're like, oh, we get to the very end, and like. Fucking Cutler has his wife and he's got to find something to do. And he's like, I'm going to get my guns and he'll like open up the the back of it. And then the dog gets him. And that's how the thing is saved. And oh, the titular black dog saved the day. But yeah. no, he does nothing. He does nothing. You, if you thought that this movie featured a black dog that hides out in the back of the truck because the movie's called Black Dog and there was a, a black dog might feature in the movie at some point or in some way, you were wrong. 
Like, I was expecting the dog to be the thing that got Red in the end. Like, Red manages to be like, yeah. give me the truck. Like, he gets him at gunpoint and is like, give me the fucking truck. And he does, and he goes back there to check the cargo and gets mauled by the dog. Well, yeah, both of us had the thought of, one of the villains is going to get got by this dog. Yeah. Obviously, this dog is going to be important. Yeah. Because you have set up, not only that this dog is back there, but two separate scenes of going, he's still back there. Yeah, because there's a scene where, like, a uh, a border patrol agent, because there's a, a, I guess it's not a border patrol, I'm, I'm thinking Just a in of California, there's a way station. Yeah, there's a way station they get stopped at, and the, uh, su- or, the, Swayze manages to talk his way through most of it by being like, oh, I used to drive trucks in this area, do you know this guy, and so on. But when he's investigating the truck, he never looks quite into the guns, because the dog starts barking, so it distracts him, and he's like, there, there's a dog back here. Not my dog, came with a cargo. Okay, well, you gotta put a leash on that guy or something, let's get out of here. Well, no, the cop gets, gets call. called away I know. I know. because the whole point is Sonny calls and is like, dude, you got to tell these fucking way station people to let this truck through because yeah. you're going to fuck our operation. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the dog dog. Now, so that's one black dog. Also, when all of them are in the truck together, uh, there's a point where they no longer have the car. Wes is tied up in the back because he's been just determined to be the bad betrayer. And the other three are driving around. And they have a conversation about the black... Oh, this is after Sonny is dead. Yeah. The three of them, because uh, Wes is part of the conversation. So, basically, he's like, so, you learned that, that uh, cauterizing move from prison? You were on the inside? And he goes, yeah. Well, what was your crime? Vehicular manslaughter. Oh, you saw the black dog, didn't you? Yeah. And then, Randy Travis spins a tale of when truckers dig too greedily and too deep, when they... When they're too focused on making money and they're too tired, but they're still driving, then the black dog comes to ruin their life. Is the black dog the name of their crank dealer? I thought we all knew how trucks actually worked. <laughs> but apparently you start seeing a, a, a Doberman. It's it's a different dog. It's a Doberman instead of a pit bull. Uh, a ghost Doberman that, that sort of runs around like the gamork in the never-ending story. And uh, it, right when it jumps up on the windshield and goes like, then you realize you're about to smash into a parked station wagon with a woman and, and man in it yeah. and kill them. And then he's like, yep, I've regretted that. And, it, and they took my license away. And it was the black dog got me, brother, buddy. And it was it not worth it. ruined my life. Ruined it took my everything life. from me. Okay, so does that mean, are we going to see it again now? Is it going to be a, a, a is part there of this? Gonna be, is there going to be a point where, like, again, I was like, so is, like, is Red going to be in one of these and are, are you the, after him, but he'll see the black dog and fucking veer off or some shit? Is there going to be a part in the movie where you, like, go and kill Red in his truck and you declare yourself the black dog? Is that it? Is there going to be a point where you see the black dog, but now you've redeemed yourself, so it just nods yeah, sagely just, from the side of the road at you? It gives you a knowing nod and a single <laughs> teardrop. Just winks and then <laughs> nods as you drive off. <laughs> it drives by like Venom on the cartoon. Merk, <laughs> <laughs> merk. <laughs> I just, everything about black dogs in this movie called Black Dog does not pay off at all ever. Yeah, it's it's got nothing to do with anything. They but keep, it's all set up and no payoff. Mm-hmm. Wild. Anyway, then eventually he does call, he knows that, that uh, Cutler has taken his family hostage. Yeah. Uh, so all this does is piss him off more because, you know, he's a, a, a movie dad. So he was just like, oh, now it's serious. And oh, like, no, now I have serious. superpowers. <laughs> now I can do whatever. So he's like, all right, here's how it's going to go down. I, you're threatening to kill my family, but I know you want your guns more than I want my wife alive, apparently. So um, uh, meet me at this dock in this location, and we'll do, we'll do the trade. 
Yeah. And he's like, you're not in a position to make demands. And he's like, yeah, I am. I have your guns. I have $30 million worth of guns that you want, and I know you're the one who is trying to get them. So fucking deal with me or don't. By the way, if you're wondering what's up with Red after he tried his three different hijacking attempts, don't worry about it. Yeah. Red... They want you to think he's dead, but he's definitely not because he shows up as a surprise reveal at the very end of the movie again. Yeah, Red gets, like, the last we see him is in the last attempt. He gets, again, he's just in some fucking pickup truck and gets run off the road, obviously, because he is trying to go toe-to-toe with a fucking Peterbilt. And and then he's just like, damn it. And then it disappears until the end of the movie. Yeah. One of my favorite things is that it is a big old Peterbilt Caterpillar engine truck. So it's like this big, super special truck they're in. But in the beginning, they try and give him a different truck. They're like, here, take this new truck. And he's like, I don't want a new truck. That would draw too much attention. And I'm trying to drive on the quiet. I don't want that kind of heat. I want a quiet or different truck. And they're like, great, we'll have another truck ready in an hour. And then they get him the best possible fucking truck. And he's just like, I'll spend the rest of the movie extolling the virtues of this truck. And you're like, but you didn't even pick it. (laughs) It's not uh. your choice. It's just truck two. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh Anyway. He's yeah. like, two or three hours I'll be in I'll be in uh New Jersey. Meet me at this dock and we'll exchange the guns. Now, of course, Swayze is every action hero dad. Cause he now has superpowers that his family is imperiled. But also, this whole movie he's been like, I gotta get home because it's my daughter's big game tomorrow and I got to be there for her big game because I've missed her games. And I'm like, that is every action movie dad. Yeah. You are all of them. Also, she's sick and she needs her special expensive medicine. And also it's her birthday and I got to give her this bunny. (laughs) (laughs) The bunny's ugly and burned, but she loves it more because I'm also ugly and burned. (laughs) It is all of the cliches. How many more of these did you want to go through? Also, she needs this dog because her last dog died. (laughs) And I promised her that as soon as I was able to, I'd get her a dog, but we were never financially stable. But I'm going to work my way. I need to provide for my family and my daughter. Oh, shoot. I also forgot to mention this whole thing's happening on Christmas Eve. (laughs) And I (laughs) promised I'd be home for Christmas, even though every year I miss it because of trucks. Uh, Now, he does eventually then get into New Jersey and heads to the Port Authority and <sighs> Cutler shows up, has his right hand man, the dude who was giving Swayze shit at the start of the movie. Yep. And some goons. And it turns out Swayze's entire move here is he has taken the trailer. Earl has Rigged it up with a crane. He apparently knows how to operate a crane and is capable of doing so without anyone at the Port Authority being like, "Who? what the fuck are what, you doing? What, oh, I guess Port Authority just closes. It's like Gotham City. It clears out. The docks clear out at 5 p.m. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's 5 p.m. It's criminal time now. <laughs> Only the criminals get to be here. Everyone out. Only criminals and cops who show up slightly too late are allowed to be here in, Go- in the Gotham Harbor at this time of night. <laughs> so he has this trailer like with a crane hanging over the docks and he's like here's how it's gonna go you're gonna give me my family and then earl's gonna put this down and you can have your guns and we'll leave and you'll get your thing and probably earl's fucked because he'll still be in the crane having to set it down once i have my family so you can probably go kill him but anyway i don't care about earl i want my family and 
Cutler's just like, well, fuck you. What if I just shoot your family? And he's like, well, let's show you how to, what it looks like if I dump some of your guns in the river. Yeah, all right, Earl, give it a twist. And just kind of tilts it so the front bit of it well, falls there's, out. There's decoy cargo in the first 10 feet yeah, of the truck. It's a, it's a bunch of toilets. So they dump those and a few of the guns into the river. And, and, and Cutler's like, what the? No, fucking stop it. F- f- fine. Fuck it. Fine. Although he never quite gets to be like, fine, here's the deal. Instead, he just goes, I'm keeping your wife but you can have your kid, and that's when all the cops show up. Yeah. I don't know what his plan was, because he's like, oh, you can have your kid, but I'll keep the wife. And you're like, you already, that doesn't change the dynamic at all. What do you think is, fine, whatever. But before we get into what Cutler's brilliant plan is going to be, is when the cops show up, and, you know, Fucking Dutton and Toblowski are there. Yeah, and it's a big old shootout, and everyone's getting shooted out. And that's why he brought a bunch of goons with him, is so that they had people that they could shoot at. Yeah. Earl gets gut shot, but is ultimately going to be fine. Don't you worry about Randy Travis. He'll be fine. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and the two agents, of course, have a point where, like, they're shooting dudes, and then McLaren, the Toblowski one, like, sees a guy who's behind them and shoots him and saves Dutton's life, and he's like, yeah, we're cool now. We're a team. Cool nods I'm not going to talk about psychiatry anymore. We're cool cops now. Yeah. From now on, I'm like you. I hate the wrong types of minorities. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't care about procedure as long as I get results. uh, I'm going to blow up a city block. Yeah, so that he goes through a, a transformation. I honestly don't remember what happens to Cutler. Does oh, he just get so shot? Cut- Cutler has still has fucking Jack Cruz's wife. Uh-huh. Runs around. Cruz finally, like, gets a hold of him. They get into a fist fight. Mm-hmm. And, like, the he's going to try and shoot Jack. His wife ends up, like, biting his hand and punching him and, like, kick him and, and like, gets the gun. Yeah. And that's when the two agents show up. And they're like, all right. Miss, put the fucking gun down. We do not need random civilian with a gun. And she and, drops it immediately, yeah. And then say nothing to Jack. It has to be his wife who comes over and is like, please stop putting McLaren, uh, Cutler in a uh, chokehold. <laughs> and he's like, fine. I guess I'll quit choke. So I guess he just gets arrested and not shot. Yeah, okay. Cutler actually gets taken in. Yeah. So after that, we get the, the uh, this is the Santa Claus moment where the cops are here. And so they're like, hey, so... uh Thank you for for helping us catch this guy. That was really important. Because we're cops, we made it so that you no longer owe $9,000 on your house. Uh, Also, we got you your driver's license back. Also, we'd like you to drive the truck to the impound yard, even though there's no way that's acceptable. And even if it was, we're also not going to send an escort with you. We're not sending it. You're going alone. We somehow got your driver's license back, even though there's no way that that's, that's something you guys are responsible for. Yeah. Uh, you, there's no way you could have just paid off that. None of this. The makes FBI it. doesn't get to call up the DMV and go, "Hey, give this man a license." They'll go, "No," <laughs> or like the bank and be like, "Lay off this guy's fucking mortgage." Yeah. What are you talking about? What? What are you, Batman? <laughs> Did you buy the bank? What is this? <laughs> so wild. But they're just like, we really appreciate that you brought Sonny's body back. His family will appreciate that, and we know you're a good man, and Sonny thought you were a good man, and because you're a good man, you win a brand new car! Also, we know you committed a lot more vehicular manslaughter along the drive up here. Like, you must have killed, like, killed like 10 people. That's all going off the books. That shit doesn't matter. Your parole officer, we killed him. <laughs> 
Oh, I'm your new parole officer. And I say, you got to come back and tell me every time your wife blows you so I can high five you about it. That's that's parole for you now. Yeah, that's how cops can do all that. Cops have ultimate discretionary lottery giving yeah. powers. The FBI can do anything they want. Apparently. And the ATF can do the rest. Yeah. It's fucking insane. But they're like, yeah, congrats. Now, we also, Randy Travis is getting take away, taken away in a um, ambulance. ambulance. At, at this point, he's been insulted for being shitty at singing by Patrick Swayze. And then later, even though he hasn't heard him sing again, apologized to from by Patrick Swayze. Oh, no, like, we do have one moment where it actually, the movie transitions from Randy Travis, Randy Travis singing, mm-hmm. like as in an actual track by Randy Travis, yeah. to then fading to Earl singing that same song like the end of it acapella right and that's when he's like you know what you're actually fine i'm sorry i'm sorry i said earlier that you were a bad singer and you should not try to be a singer i was wrong you're fine and you should be a singer you're randy travis and i was wrong yeah (laughs) but anyway he's like like hey i wanted to thank you for needlessly coming with me and helping on this mission for no reason anyway look there's that dog that's still there and travis randy travis is like hey could you do me a favor and keep that dog at least until I get out of things. And you're like, was it your, was your dog? dog? What are you talking about? <laughs> Why do you care? And also, he's like, yes, of course. Anyway, the dog is now going to vanish from this movie because we do have one last scene. The dog is not in it. <laughs> so they're driving to the impound yard, and I guess they're driving it through the big steel mill slash industrial warehouse. I mean, slash they're still in the district. Port Authority, I assume. And all the cops have left. And there is a fucking steel mill they drive through at one point. So I guess New Jersey just has a steel mill in its ports. And and, and I, I need to. There is a whole conversation with the family here where Jack is like, the high oh, top tennis shoes. Fuck, right. we're, we're going to go. We're going to get you some high top tennis shoes because that's what you need to play basketball because you've got a game tomorrow. And the daughter is still like, oh, and, and you're going to be there at the game. And I'm like, you got kidnapped by a man and threatened with a gun and have been like basically in a heightened sense of terror for pretty much an entire day maybe you go take a day off Uh maybe the game doesn't happen and you go see a therapist (laughs) yeah except that we established throughout the course of the movie the primary thesis of the movie is that psychiatry and psychology are dumb pussy bullshit for wimps yes and if you use them, you're a piece of shit, and you need to learn to be a hard man instead. Yeah, like Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. <laughs> How? <laughs> what the fuck? Anyway, the big surprise is that, I, I guess, after every cop everywhere leaves, and we go back to Gotham is populated entirely by criminals, you don't want to be on the docks after 5 p.m. That's when the Mandragora has a shipment of precious gemeralds coming in. Yeah. <laughs> and out of nowhere, like a bat out of hell, uh-huh. comes Meatloaf in his own fucking 18 wheel truck it's the, it's the truck that he turned down truck. at the start which is a wild concept yeah. because that means he drove back to his house in in georgia <laughs> got the expensive truck and drove back up with it and we already established it was going to be a fight 15 hour drive yeah to get there now granted he does not have a trailer so he would be going ever so slightly faster meaning it would maybe be a 10-hour drive? <laughs> yeah. But apparently, he does it instantaneously. Uh-huh. And is just like, also, I am here now. Bah! Yeah. And he doesn't have any reason other than to kill him, because all the guns aren't in the truck anymore. Yeah. He's just driving an empty trailer to the impound yard, and uh, he just pops out, and he's like, ah, Bible quotes, I'm going to kill you, Patrick Swayze. 
And now I'm really ratcheting up the Bible shit to 11 because we're pretty much done. Because <laughs> I'm on the way out. Yeah, so you got any Bible quotes you like? I'm going to run through all of them. <laughs> and he... Low a lake of fire. Fucking, they get into a big driving thing. And obviously, Jack Cruz is better than Red. He wins. Red... <sighs> Flips the truck. <laughs> drives through a window. Yeah. The window has a truck outside, which he hits, which then flips the truck. The truck slides on its <laughs> roof onto train tracks, is hit by a train, and explodes. So I guess there's trains working that time of night, but but no well, one this else. this is obviously during the morning. It's light out. It's, 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 you're right. It's daytime out. Yeah. It is, and you can hear him yelling well after the truck is is a pancake on the uh, on fire pancake. You can still hear him in there going, "Ah!" You're like, "Where is he in there that he's doing that?" <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, he just fucking the Bible shit, and, and 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 then they're like, "Are you okay, honey? I am. Great. Let's roll some credits, huh?" And as it pulls back from the docks, we see some cop cars show up, and I'm like, "Where the?" fuck were you yeah <laughs> that you were just off screen going like oh shit that guy's gonna try and kill jack cruz wait 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 hold on let him cook <laughs> <laughs> i want to see this i'm gonna see what happens <laughs> anyway this truck's now been involved in two crimes but you know still take it to the impound yard i guess yeah, wait yeah, did yeah. you just kill another guy good thing i'm your parole officer i prescribe a round of beers <laughs> this is your new parole officer officer hand jobs to your to your business <laughs> try not to kill like five or six more guys on your way to just the impound yard could you just do that no no i'm killing everyone yeah, fair enough <laughs> well you are patrick swayze and you did learn those tricks in prison probably <laughs> and that my friends, is the end of Black Dog, a movie that is full of wild choices and highly improbable villains. God, imagine when they were trying, remember when they were trying to make Kevin Sorbo happen? Yep. Like fucking, what's that movie, Crawl or whatever he was in? Where uh -huh. he, yeah, that's the only one I can think of that's a Kevin Sorbo. I think he did a Hercules, no, because he, he I was, mean, he was Hercules on, on the, the show. show. I, I know he did like a, a movie where he was also playing a muscle, sweaty, sandy guy, but I think it was just Crawl. Yeah. I believe he was also the lead on Andromeda. Mm, yes. Mm. And, and and also, wait, Crawl is, because there's two Crawls. There's Call, there's Call the Conqueror. Yes. It's Call the Conqueror. Crawl's the, the 80s movie, the 80s sci-fi Yeah, in my fantasy. head I had it the other way around, yeah. where I was like, oh, Crawl's the the 80s movie, the and glaive. Crawl is, Yeah, no. but no, it's Call the Conqueror and Crawl, so I don't want to get those wrong. So yes. ghosts, don't worry, I am fixing it. It's fine. So, now that we have come to the end of the movie... Let's get into our bests and worsts. Jeff, what was the best thing for you in Black Dog? <laughs> it's just a paste. I think my best thing, I mean, the best part for me is, I get, even though he doesn't make any sense as a character in the movie at all, it's fun to watch Meatloaf rip around in a truck yelling Bible verses. Obviously. So probably that. I mean, Meatloaf just shoving as much scenery as he can into his mouth is fine. Yeah. I'm fine with that. That's fine. That That's A-OK. -okay. Yeah. So that's going to be my favorite thing. What about you? Uh, I mean, I said before, I do really like uh, Sonny. Uh, Gabriel Cassius does a great job as the character. He's very likable. He's charismatic. Mm -hmm. He's one of the few people that when he's on screen, you're like, oh, Excuse look me. at you. You're you're doing fine. I just burp directly. You did burp directly into the mic. You Here's the thing. I saw you realize you had a burp. And then position yourself yeah, no, to I, the mic. I was completely completely spaced out. I was like, oh, I better arrange that so I really catch it. <laughs> Hold on. I got to have good mic discipline for this burp. 
That is the worst. Do you want to retake that, maybe? I don't. Okay. That is staying in. I am so careful about avoiding things like chewing noises. Oh, yeah. You know, whenever we got to cough or sneeze or do any bodily things, we're very good at, like, I'm going to scoot the chair away. I'm going to turn away from the mics. And, and this time, just went just out of my head for a second. Just, just like, I'm going to, oh, you, everyone's got to hear this. Oh, hold on. Let me just, oh, there we go. Position it correctly. <laughs> I and... apologize, everybody. That will not happen again. <laughs> I don't know what happened. The devil got in me. Be- <laughs> the great thing was watching the thought process flash across your mind in the split second. As I realized what I did. Yeah, as you were like, Seeing it happen, going to the mic as if you were going to say something, burping, and then going, wait, what the fuck did I just do? Did I just do that? It was like I got possessed for a second. <laughs> I was being ridden by, like, by like the de- like the devil. <laughs> I gotta start filming my meatloaf and quoting more Bible verses. Uh, Go to the ant, you slacker. <laughs> now, what was the worst thing in this movie for you? Uh, I mean... I feel like just the, the, the layered dad cliches that are feel like uh-huh. once you got more than one of them, you're like, we're good. You're okay. We, we did this already. Uh-huh. Uh, but there's just so much of this movie that doesn't go anywhere. I'm trying to pick it. You know what? I'm going to pick the fact that there's multiple black dogs in a movie called Black Dog and none of, them, none of them have anything to do with anything. And the movie ultimately does not really feature a black dog in any kind of meaningful way. Indeed. Like Thank I you. was expecting that it'd be like, Patrick Swayze is the black dog. No, he's not. Or he's the not. truck is, oh, this is the black dog. It's yeah. the best, hardest, hitting, meanest, shittinest truck in the world. Yeah, or you gotta learn to come to terms with the black dog. No, you don't. You no. don't. It's a thing from your past that doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> yep. So, that's it. That's my least favorite thing. What about you? Oh, it's it's gotta be Red's entire plan. Yeah, that whole that doesn't thing, make any fucking the sense. entire movie, I was like, why are you doing this? What is the point of this? Yeah, no, it's fucking insane. It is absolutely, both villains, but especially Red, just the most insane plans that are like, I'm going to fuck myself for some reason. Wild. Yeah, yeah. All right. Just nuts. Now we are going to each give the movie a rating from zero to five. So we give the movie a rating out of ten. Jeff. One and a half. You're right. It's it's a boring TV thing that, that is at best passable, but everything makes so little sense and there are... Even the actors I like that are in this, I don't like in this. Uh-huh. So uh, it just it's not getting much for me. It's more than a one because I get that one out to a lot of real shit. And this is like, you know, OK, but not great. Like, so it's a one and a half for me. I feel like a three out of ten would have been just right if I had been in charge of the whole score. Nah. That said, you're going to come along and give it no, like it's a, a two, two and a half. half or something. Yeah, it's I'm, obviously a two and a half because it's fine. It's not. It's really bad. It's absolutely fine one and a half two and a half that's fine yeah getting a four out of ten four out of ten basically where it should be in my opinion yeah and uh there you go there's <laughs> there's black dog thank you so much for joining us we will of course be back in another couple weeks with more movie mastery and if you like the show if you want to support us you can always go to our patreon at patreon.com slash system mastery Support the show. We have a bunch of different levels you can support us at. All of them unlock bonus content as well as ad-free versions of the show. You get your own feed that does not have any interruptions. Yeah. And, and it helps us. Feed picks too. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah. load it down with with uh, with with lots of shots of the feed. All yeah, the... W- wiki feed is where you need to go to find out the pictures of our feed. Yeah, and if, rate you want, them. if you want to find all those pictures of our of our stinky little feed. <laughs> Uh, and if you feed, please, BB. 
<laughs> money first. <laughs> you give me the money, then you see the feed. <laughs> That's how we do this. That's how it works. So for all you feed fetishists out there. <laughs> and of course, if you can't support us monetarily or just don't want to because you think we suck, but you still listen anyway, uh-huh. you can at least rate the show or tell someone about it. If you're really mad about that burp, I understand. I get it. I tell get someone. It. That was fucked up. I don't know what was going through my, nothing was going through my head. No, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and we have our, at the $10 a month level, you unlock all of our content and we are going to go do another episode of TV Mastery right now where we've been looking at the small screen superheroes. Mm -hmm. So TV adaptations of comic book heroes. And, uh, we got Superman back again in the house. We've done several superish shows. And we, I, we're certainly not done with Superman. There's plenty more that we could do. There's more super where that came from. Although I don't know if we're actually going to do more Superman shows, but Supergirl or Superman and Lois. I mean, we're doing. Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman, yeah. and we are probably not going to go far enough into the future to get to the current Superman. That's well, yeah. I think it. Oh, they have one more season. That show has been stripping itself, like like it's shaking off weight. Like they keep going, we'll be canceled. Throw off five more actors. <laughs> we can do this. We can do this. It's fine. <laughs> now at this point, I think it literally is just Superman and Lois that are left on the show. They're basically just acting out like my dinner with Andre. <laughs> Oh, my dinner with Clark Kent. I would watch that. So join us over on the Patreon for that if you want to hear that. But otherwise, we will be back in another couple weeks with more Movie Mastery. And until then, you all have a good one. love Star Wars but kind of wish you didn't? Then join us on the Expounded Universe podcast as we read through all the old Star Wars novels that took the galaxy far, far away that you know and love and turned it into a place where Han Solo can punch a giant otter and Luke Skywalker almost gets eaten by a giant gold-plated pillar of Dinty Moore beef stew. Did you like Princess Leia? Well, too bad! Now she's a space racist! Don't believe me? You'll just have to listen to find out on Expounded Universe.